0: Hello, and it's time for another episode of Vipers Voices, a podcast by the Desert Vipers, a side playing in the DP world ILT20 in the UAE. And this one is the second part of our two-part special with all-rounder Tom Curran. first part of our chat in an earlier podcast, we spoke with Tom about the first season of the ILT20 in which the Vipers came so close to glory, losing to the Gulf Giants in the final. And we also spoke to him about what he did after that final as he's had an incredibly busy year with action in Pakistan, two different competitions in the UK and briefly at the Caribbean Premier League too. This time we're switching our focus from looking back to looking forward. And coming up, we have a chat with Tom about his plans both before and after the ILT20, which gets underway on January the 19th, 2024. Tom also speaks with us about the Vipers' new signings, including the Pakistani trio of Shaheen Shah Afridi, Azam Khan and Shadab Khan. And on top of that, he gives us his views on the franchise's stance on climate change and reducing its carbon footprint, as well as the Desert Vipers' school programme in the UAE. That's the second part of our in-depth chat with Tom Curran, and it's up next, here on Vipers Voices. of the ILT20, you've been drafted by Sydney Sixers for the Big Bash in Australia. It's a different preparation for you this time compared to the first edition of ILT20 when you arrived in the UAE early with no prior commitments to allow you to build up your workloads and be ready for the first game. What's your thinking this time around?
1: Yeah, well, the thinking is hopefully I'm going to hit the ground running, although I might not need to. I don't know, maybe I'm not gonna get in the get in the side for the first few games there <laughs> I mean yeah so we've got a quality quality side so I guess it's about just yeah hitting the ground running from hopefully get through big bash Um, in some good form. And come the start of our our second campaign with the Vipers, we hit the ground running.
0: Well, you're at least one of four Vipers, along with Colin Unroe at the Brisbane Heat, Adam Hose at the Adelaide Strikers, and Alex Hales at Sydney Thunder, who will be on BBL duty ahead of the ILT20. It obviously means you'll be arriving just a few days before the first match. Is that just path of the course now in modern cricket. Do we do we just have to accept that and say, well, look, that's that's as it is, uh, and and you'll at least have some cricket under your belt before you arrive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think so. You know, if it's if it was coming from no cricket for six weeks, landing a couple of days before, then maybe it's different. You know, but I think by that stage, you know, I will be coming through best part of ten games. It's just about. Uh, sort of body preparation really so as soon as your body's over the flight an extra few days training in in Dubai I'm not going to become a better player type thing so yeah I think it is just part of the world now um, you know obviously with the time difference maybe that's something you take into consideration just to make sure you're giving yourself enough time to be ready but, yeah, it's, I think we've done it enough now. Um, and I think we know, you know, I know personally what I need to do pre- to prepare to give myself the best chance of performing, you know, and that's probably not arriving the day before the, f- the game. Whereas batters, these guys who don't actually have to do much, <laughs> they, they can come in quick maybe. It's not as strenuous on the body, <laughs> trotting from long on to long on, hails.
0: <clears throat> well, look, after playing at the PSL last winter, Will you be throwing your name into the draft that takes place uh, for that in December as well?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure yet, to be honest. I, I don't know. I'm just, like I said, these two, this next little, so start of December till end of the ILT, which I think is sort of mid Feb around then, end of Feb, something like that. That, for me, seems like a real sensible block of, of cricket. And if I can, you know, build on, you know, the little snippets of when I have been on the park in the last few years, I feel like if I can, yeah, do that. I feel that, I feel like that's a, a good amount of cricket with a couple more months break and then go again. Um, and hopefully, then we're 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 away. But like I said, the last couple of years has just been real frustrating for me. So I, the last thing I want to do is do too much all at once. And yeah, so I'm just gonna see it as yeah, a little two month period, two and a half month period, hit it hard, reset, go again.
0: That makes sense. Well, talking of Pakistan, of course, the Vipers have signed three new players from Pakistan for Season 2. Shaheen Shahrafridi, who's just moved to become number one men's ODI bowler in the rankings. And then there's uh, Azam Khan, of course, uh, the wicketkeeper batter who hits sixes for fun. And Shadab Khan, the leg-spinning all-rounder. What do you make of those uh, selections? You must be pretty excited to be in the same squad as that trio.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable signings. Really, it is. I mean, we already had a world class squad. And to add those three, I mean, yeah, it's that's world class. Like I said, maybe maybe moods might be thinking I might actually get a gig as a as just a batter. he's he's going sign too many bowlers. Um now, nah, look, it's we've got a strong squad, strength and depth, and yeah, like I said, hopefully that can just add that extra string to the bow to catapult us to um to one better than last year.
0: Well, look, we talked about practice a little earlier and you were talking about the CPL there. It, you must be looking forward to working alongside Shaheen. What impresses you most about him as a bowler?
1: Uh, I mean, I guess it's just his wicket taking ability, and you know his yeah that left arm in swinging pace is just yeah it's something that he's done on the world stage for a period of time now. People almost know what he's going to run up and bowl, but he still gets wickets. That's why I'm actually going to have a word with him and say, listen, if you don't like, well, maybe if I don't like someone that's playing, if he ran up and bowled a bouncer first ball of the game, I honestly think it could be. That's curtains, because everyone's so worried about that big front shin moving their foot out the way. If he just ran up and bounced someone, it would yeah, it could could be ugly. so um I might have to have a chat with him.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was something that went viral, wasn't there, during the hundred uh th- this past uh, summer. Uh, someone was wearing helmet cam, and um, he ran up and bowled a bouncer because, of course he was playing for for Welsh fire. And it was well. It was a remarkable thing to see on helmet cam. Watching, I mean, yeah. you, you, you know, Cardiff isn't exactly uh, a place where the ball flies through. And watching, uh, <laughs> watching the keeper take it uh, in front of his face. Goodness knows how far back. Yes, he's uh, he's seriously quick, isn't he? But what about uh, Azam uh, Khan's power? I think he spends some time at the Oval practicing at times, doesn't he? Have you worked with him before?
1: I've never worked with him at the Oval, but I actually, obviously, played with him uh, at the PSL at Islamabad. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing to watch. He played some unbelievable knocks. And again, he's actually someone who, when you know, uh, trying to think of players in that role, that you know, when those players are coming in at five, if the if if your team's three down early, he was coming in and almost, you know, playing. It's the balance, isn't it? You want to sort of have a little rebuild, but the best knocks are those ones where. They almost seem to just keep going. And he does that a lot and has done it successfully for some time. I mean, his hand speed is amazing. Yeah, it's just he's phenomenal to watch in full flow. Uh, Smack spin as well. So, yeah, hopefully we can
0: uh, watch a few, few big knocks from him this year. And Shadab Khan, well, he looks like a superb all-round package, doesn't he? With his leg spin, batting in the middle order in a role quite similar to you, actually. Plus, there's his excellence in the field as well. What a great signing.
1: Yeah, honestly, all three signings are world-class You know, huge, huge names in the world game. Shadab was skipper as well at Islamabad. Really, really nice guy. Got a very, very smart cricket brain. Um, And like you said, you know, he's a three-dimensional cricketer and really uh, boosts any lineup. So it's great to have him.
0: You think the fact that the Vipers are the only franchise to sign Pakistan players gives the side a competitive advantage heading into Season 2, as well as the chance to secure a lot more fans in the UAE? Because, of course, there's... There's a huge expat uh, Pakistan community here too.
1: Yeah, well, uh, again, if you look at the names we've signed, absolutely it gives us an advantage. You know, any relevant of where people are signed from, just at the three players that we've signed are, you know, three of the biggest names in, in world cricket and in the T20 game. So, um, yeah, absolutely it boosts uh, boosts our chances. But again, you know, it's it's the names are really nothing, and and it's just, when that tournament starts, it's it's zero 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 in all columns, and it's about, um, you know, putting putting that work and um, steam, but it's about putting in those performances.
0: Well, look, there are three other overseas signings the Vipers have announced. Adam Hose, who you'll know from County Cricket with uh, Worcestershire. Dutch all-rounder Baz de Leder, who's impressing in the Cricket World Cup. And, and Michael Jones, the Durham and Scotland top-order batter. They've all signed on. Are you happy with that sort of quality of recruit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Three more great signings for us. Um, Adam Hose I've played with, uh, not played with, sorry, played against a, a few times. Um, and he's class, you know, tall. Um, top order batsman, KP esque, you know, stands on top of the bounce and whacks it, is a really nice player. And then yeah, the other guys I haven't actually played too much with them or against, um, but I have been following a little bit, as you said, been watching Netherlands a little bit here and there in the World Cup. Um, and he's been class. So great to have uh the those three guys as well.
0: And all the other franchises have strengthened. Have you noticed the new names cropping up, or or are you just one of these people who focuses on the Vipers and the Vipers squad? Look after your own, look after your own game, and um, and the rest will take care of itself. All you about yourself. the
1: Vipers, mate. All about the Vipers. Haven't seen <laughs> anything else.
0: <laughs> well, that's a good way to go about things. What do you see your role as being in season two? You were very much the go-to death bowler first time around. Plus, of course, those more than useful runs in the lower middle order we've mentioned already. Do you expect something similar this time? I think so, yeah. Um, I think so.
1: I think batting will be yeah, pretty similar. Depends how I <laughs> how much I can get into Moods' ear. But I guess that role will be pretty similar um, and then on the bowling, yeah, I think uh, I presume pretty similar as well. The beauty and the the great thing which I've we I've had a little bit of experience with previously, when, you know, people see it sometimes, you know, okay, there's two death bowlers and those are the death bowlers. You know, when you have three or four guys that can do it, it actually makes a huge difference because you can start trying to close out games earlier, you know, rather than trying to close out the overs sort of 16, 17, 18, whatever. Oh, sorry, from 16 onwards, that's like the traditional death period um but you know if you've got two guys going rather than you know waiting all to the end and you can you can split those overs up as well you know so you're not going two and two which sometimes you know batters will have you bowl a good over in the 18th and then the 20th you get smacked because he's almost faced 10 out of 12 balls in a row um, and the margins has become so small so that's something which I feel like will really help. Obviously, having Shaheen bowling, Thunderbolt, Yorkers, and <laughs> all the other, you know, I mean, there's so many bowlers, and that's the beauty of it, um, is, you know, conditions wise matchups wise maybe team selection will be influenced by that, and venue, et cetera. But, you know, to have this strength in numbers, hopefully guys can stay fresh. Um, competition for places will be great. And, yeah, we're looking forward to it. But, um, yeah, I mean, whatever role I've got, We'll give it a good go. That's for sure. But I shouldn't see it changing too much.
0: And what are your expectations for season two, uh, Tom? Can you go one better and win it this time? I mean, that's going to be the goal. Simply
1: go out of there. You know, anything less than than winning it for us will be, yeah, wouldn't probably. I, I personally wouldn't see it as as a huge win. You know, last year we've sort of got the feelers out there. You know, got to know each other, jailed. Um, you know, you could say use that as the sort of yeah ease your way in although that wasn't the intensity we trained or played with when we were together as a group but you know that that's all behind us now we've had a taster we've fallen one short we've added to our squad and yeah that'll be it we'll be going out there to try and win it for sure
0: just turning now for a little change of tack as you know the vipers are committed to reducing the side's carbon footprint which in turn hopefully may mean Uh, a slowing down of the the heating up of the earth. Can you share with us your experiences of playing in extreme heat? I I seem to remember uh, you were playing in India a couple of years ago for England uh, in really extremely oppressive conditions. What's the worst conditions you've played in? And just explain what it's like in those conditions.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, played in some very, very hot conditions over the years. I think it also the the format has a big influence on that. I know you'd think she's imagine playing a test match in that heat. Sometimes like playing. I played in one of my two test matches at the SCG. I think it was one of the hottest days ever recorded in Sydney when we were there. I remember that. And I remember coming in for lunch and going back out after lunch, like, wow, this is ridiculous. But because the intensity is a bit slow, you can sort of adapt to it a little bit, you know, lots of time for fluids, big sun hat. But sometimes in T20, when you... You know, you've been running around or you're trying to close out a game at the end. I in, in in India, some really humid conditions. I remember playing in Calcutta once against Mumbai Indians, my first ever IPL experience. I could barely hold the ball. I was sweating so much, out of breath. Uh played a, a Lions game in Dambulla once, which as well was just unbelievably hot and humid but i mean i i yeah i i do love playing in the hot but sometimes those those hot sweaty conditions yeah it, it can be can be very challenging
0: yeah you're right about that test match uh, that you played in sydney that was the test match you remember where it got up to i think it was 47.3 degrees and, and yeah, joe, was joe root was hospitalized if you remember because of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. because of that now, the, the Vipers are trying to ramp up awareness of the issue of climate change ahead of uh, and during this coming season. How does it feel to be involved with a franchise that's taking this sort of approach?
1: No, it's it's great. It's absolutely unbelievable because for me personally, it's something I feel, you know, pretty passionate and aligned to. I mean, I don't exactly, there's so much more that we could all be doing. But, you know, when a, when a, a franchise or a group of people that you sort of, you spend time with and are... Um, aligned with and linked with are, are driving something to make real change like this to be a part of that is is great and it yeah it fills fills us all with great pride and satisfaction to be playing uh, and a part of the desert vipers
0: now tom just finally the vipers are also looking to raise awareness of climate change through a schools program here in the, the uae going into schools to coach and also educate children on cricket and the threat to the planet can you just give a quick shout out to uh, that school's program, wishing everyone the best of luck?
1: Hi, guys. It's Tom Curran here from the Desert Vipers. I hope you are all well. Just wanted to say how proud I am to be a part of the Desert Vipers. Uh, you know, all the work that uh, they are doing in the UAE to spread the knowledge of cricket and grow the game there is amazing, but it's not only on a cricket front. The knowledge and the and the education that they are putting into um, the school's program on climate change is absolutely amazing. It fills me with great pride to be a part of a team that is supporting this uh, kind of initiative and all the best with it. Take care, look forward to seeing you soon for the second season of ILT Go on the Vipers.
0: Tom Curran rounding things off with a shout-out to the Desert Vipers Schools programme, which is combining the idea of getting youngsters in the UAE involved in cricket while at the same time making them aware of the climate emergency the planet faces. If you've listened to both podcast episodes with Tom, then I hope you've enjoyed them both. And if you haven't yet caught the first part of the chat, then it really is to be recommended, as he talks about his year both as a desert viper in the DP World ILT20, the first edition, and also what he got up to after that with action in the Pakistan Super League, the T20 Blast and the 100 in the UK, and the Caribbean Premier League too. It really is well worth your time. And incidentally, the fixtures for Season 2 of the DP World ILT20 have now been released, with the tournament due to get underway on January the 19th. The Vipers' first match will come on Day 3, Sunday, January the 21st, against the Abu Dhabi Night Riders at the Dubai International Stadium. And there should be an announcement from the league on ticket sales later in November, so stay tuned for details of how you can secure your spot at Vipers' matches during the new season. And that's your lot for another episode. If you have any comments on the podcast, then please feel free to get in touch with us via email at media at the That's media at the And remember you can follow the team and get all the latest news as the build-up to season two continues by hunting up the Desert Vipers on all the major social media channels and by visiting the website thedesertvipers.com. We'll be back with more Desert Vipers chat soon, but for now, this is Brian Murgatroyd, and as ever, thanks so much for listening.